Welcome to this edition of Rail Group on Air, the podcast series brought to you by Railway Age, Railway Track and Structures, and International Railway Journal. This is Railway Age Editor-in-Chief William C. Vantuono. Today, we are with ZTR, and uh, we're going to focus on two themes. One is environmental. We're going to talk about the importance of clean technologies to support a sustainable future for the railway industry and how ZTR is helping to reduce idling and lower emissions. And we're gonna focus on safety, specifically the role digitalization plays in improving railway safety, supporting higher training and skill standards and improving efficiencies. And there's a lot to talk about here, sustainable finance, uh, the growing importance of environmental and sustainability priorities, uh, the trends, and uh, what the really what the air, what the railway industry is uh, is up to. Joining me are Brody McClellan, who is ZTR Business Development Manager of the Rail Division, and Neil Shipley, ZTR Railway IoT or Internet of Things Program Manager. Gentlemen, welcome. Thanks so much uh, for joining us. So. Um, let's get right into this. Uh, so where does ZTR see itself playing a role with regard to railroad uh, ESG or environmental and social governance uh, priorities? Hi, Bill. Thanks for the question. Uh, it's great to join you here. Uh, this is Brody. Uh, I'll uh, address that question uh, off the top. In our experience, a large part of our job is selling customers on a problem and convincing them on a need to do something about it. So the industry gravitating towards embracing ESG priorities and building them into their, their plans and their focus is a welcome development for us um, as it really helps to zero in discussion with our customers. Um, so it's just a refreshing change of pace because now you know, when we come and visit our customers and talk about their plans, um, the focus has shifted. You know, they're, they're much more interested in talking about the solution space and specifically what role ZTR can play within helping them achieve their targets or goals within that area. In terms of where we contribute, uh, there's really two key areas. First, we help reduce emissions and better manage energy inputs for locomotives. And secondly, we help railroads and shippers equip assets to gain better insights into equipment, location, usage, and condition offered through our Railway Internet of Things offerings. So Brody, how can ZTR's products contribute toward a railroad's environmental goals? One area is in the locomotive emissions reduction. ZTR was first to market uh, with automatic engine stop-start systems for diesel locomotives over 30 years ago. So in a way, you could say that we were into clean tech long before it was even a thing. What we've all seen in the industry since then is the impact of locomotive, locomotive ASS has had over the years. Not only improving fuel efficiency per ton mile by uh, over 100% since the 80s, but also helping reduce emissions to a point where freight rail is now one of the lowest emitting forms of transport. Our Smart Start product has been installed on tens of thousands of locomotives around the world, helping our railroad customers save millions of gallons of fuel and eliminate hundreds of thousands of tons of greenhouse gas emissions each year. We help our customers continue to find ways to extract even more savings out of our ASS product. We offer our Smart Start Saver reports that chronicle not only how much fuel has been saved and unnecessary emissions avoided, but it also points to conditions on the locomotive that prevented Smart Start from shutting down the locomotive even further. Arming our customers with this information can point the way to addressing issues within locomotive subsystems or operator behaviors that the railroad would otherwise be unaware of. Beyond reporting, though, we also offer complementary products that work in tandem with ASS. For instance, pairing Smart Start with our supercapacitor starting assist product, Kickstart, 
allows greater emissions avoidance by reducing the battery charge time needed before initiating automatic shutdown. There's always ways to do more and more that needs to be done as part of the net zero commitments made by many of our railroad customers that will require further reductions in locomotive emissions, as well as expanded focus to consider other types of equipment railroads employ across their network, such as maintenance away and yard equipment. So Neil, let's, uh, let's bring you in here. So what does uh, uh, ZTR have to offer for uh, the types of equipment that, uh, uh, that Brody just described? Hey Bill, this is Neil Shipley, ZTR's Railway IoT Program Manager. Now like Brody said, we'd like to thank you for having us on the podcast today. And I'm here to talk about our Railway IoT solutions, including the Maintenance Away solution. So as we know, railroads are complicated organizations with thousands of pieces of equipment all over the the network, over vast geographies. And the Maintenance Away group is obviously no different. They have thousands of assets all across the network. And with our strong railway and construction Internet of Things backgrounds, we are very well positioned to help. We have a varied and broad portfolio of telematics devices capable of tracking virtually any piece of equipment. Um, This is critically important to railroads because we're able to track the entire fleet, uh, all manufacturers, all types, all classes. And and that's not just a handful of units here and there that that only a few key people look at and only when there is an issue, uh, which is often the case that we see today. Depending on the type of equipment we're monitoring, whether it's on track, uh, off track, dirt moving, um, accessory type equipment, we're able to capture things like location, battery voltage, run hours, idle hours, Um, various engine information, engine faults, and also production um, metrics such as work time or cycle counts, uh, um, um, spikes driven or ties um, replaced as as a few examples. By monitoring this stuff for railroads, uh, we help to maximize the utilization of this kind of maintenance away equipment um, so they can reallocate underutilized equipment to where it's needed most. They're also able to significantly reduce the amount of equipment actually required to do the, the job. Um, this means less lease, which um, is very costly for railroads, um, less equipment to own, operate, and maintain, and of course, ultimately, some smarter buying habits. When it comes to buying new equipment, you can buy um, the right equipment based on, on true utilization needs. So that's the utilization aspect. We also help to improve the maintenance of this equipment. Um, rather than doing regular periodic maintenance, regardless of utilization, like, like is often done today, Railroads and other owners can use reliably captured run hours and engine health to plan only the necessary maintenance for this equipment based on true utilization. We can also provide um, data to help them understand mean times to failure for critical components, um, which is extremely uh, important to reduce downtime. Um, When this equipment is needed, it is needed immediately and it needs to be reliable uh, during that work window. Um, So with these methods, railroads can reduce maintenance costs while um, the maintenance is actually done more uh, effectively overall. Finally, with productivity metrics such as um, cycle counts, which can lead to to, uh, spike counts, spikes driven, spikes pulled, ties replaced, um, we're able to track these maintenance operations and help them be even more efficient. Uh, Understanding what impacts uh, the overall cycle times um, and overall tie counts can help crew supervisors get the most out of these work windows. Supervisors get the most out of these work windows. So ultimately providing consistent fleet-wide perspective allows for complete digitization. More data-driven processes. Uh, it's no longer something neat. Uh, it's no longer something unique uh, to a specific type of asset or an asset class. It truly can become part of a railroad's operations. It's something you can depend on to make better data-driven decisions. 
These decisions can be day-to-day operational decisions, but more importantly, they can also lead to long-term strategic decisions that certainly overlap with organizations' environmental and safety priorities, which is what we're talking about today. Alternative fuel sources uh, for locomotives are, uh, are, are being developed. Uh, railroads are looking at everything from hydrogen fuel cells to battery, hybrid. Uh, there's all types of technologies being investigated. What are ZTR's thoughts about these uh, alternative fuel sources? Well, this is an exciting time in industry as there's so many players working on different ideas to improve the environmental footprint for the industry. I mean, each year we see improvements in the cost, not only the cost, but the, the performance in terms of battery storage and hydrogen fuel cell technologies. Uh, there's OEMs that are working on some all battery powered operations with class one customers in their network. And we also see a number of offerings coming from locomotive uh, OEMs from Europe that bring over hydrogen technologies and alternate fuel sources that are looking to make their products available here in the North American market. Railroads collectively employ large fleets of equipment with long-service lives, so any replacement strategy will take considerable time to reach critical mass. While the industry can look forward to the introduction of new alternate sources of power for locomotives, the reality will be that they probably have to operate a mixed fleet comprised of both new and legacy technologies within their operations for the near future. In terms of locomotives, the future could be hydrogen, or it could be all battery, or it could be full electrification. But another potential scenario that's equally plausible is one where railroads employ all of these solutions in varying degrees throughout their operations, but in concert with diesel engine and engines still in work. ZTR's Nexus 3i control systems installed in over several thousand locomotives in North America that will require retrofit to whatever alternative fuel source emerges as the source in the future. As a provider of control systems, we have a role to play in working with whatever emerges in terms of this new technology and as well as contribute to improvements in locomotive emissions data and collection reporting for railroads, which will also become important. The term that's become very, very common in the industry now is uh, big data. So what role does ZTR see for equipment data in helping railroads with their environmental targets? I already mentioned the comprehensive ASS reporting that we already provide with our Smart Start and Nexus products that not only chronicle how much emissions have been avoided, but also point the way to other conditions on the locomotive or changes in operator behavior that can help unlock further reductions. Uh, but beyond our own products, we're also looking at some standalone options. So we're investigating some technology solutions where we could uh, provide uh, hardware out to railroads that could be capturing this data and automating emissions reporting that they'll likely all need to do for uh, ESG priorities and uh, standard uh, ratings agencies that'll become a more prominent f- uh, factor in the industry going forward. I talked a little bit earlier about our maintenance away railway IoT product line and the way that it can help railroads um, run their maintenance away operations and their equipment more effectively. Uh, some of the data that we can pull off that, that helps railroads meet their environmental target includes stuff like monitoring engine runtime and idle time and total fuel used by this equipment. Um, of course, that is valuable insight and it can be used to implement, understand and implement operator best practices, whether they keep the machine running in certain situations or shut it down for extended periods. This data and this connectivity can also limit what we call truck rolls. So that's a, that's a maintenance vehicle going out to um, a piece of equipment out in the field. So with advanced diagnostics, we can limit those occasions. We can also, in certain instances, given the underlying equipment, we can implement uh, remote start-stop in a safe fashion for that equipment. And again, that limits somebody going out there and, and um, traveling with rela- those related emissions to that piece of equipment and start and stopping it. 
um, as well as fuel levels. So understanding what the fuel is inside of these um, assets, rather than making a fuel trip, you can plan those fuel, those refueling trips more effectively. Um, and again, limit those truck rolls by, by maintenance crews. For some assets, we're also able to start looking at dr um, driver or operator behavior um, in over the road applications, uh, as we're all familiar with the way that you drive your vehicle can, can, that, can make a significant impact on the amount of fuel consumed. And, and there's similar principles with operators and, and uh, heavy equipment. And then there's also some, some tracking compliance to, to governmental regulation. Of course, the USA and the, uh, and the EPA has, has regulations. California has even tighter rules. Um, and in the construction world, there, there may be additional reporting in, in localized areas within big cities to understand the fuel consumed uh, in a large city. You know, and as, as these pieces of equipment become even more and more efficient, uh, we're seeing the introduction of tier four construction equipment and the underlying engines have become even more efficient. However, these, these efficiencies come at, come at a cost of more complex after-treatment systems such as DPF, which may require additional care and maintenance. Um, our solutions are able to pull some of that DPF information and understand its, if, uh, how effective it's being um, and help remedy situations where DPF is not functioning the way it should. You're, you're not getting the efficiency that you should out of that equipment. Um, and then I talked a little bit about the utilization of this equipment. Uh, improving utilization not only helps, helps your, um, your bottom line by using less equipment, it also helps environmentally. The, the fewer number of assets that a railroad needs, the less equipment needs to be manufactured, operated, and maintained, which, which is all uh, factors that contribute to mission. Many of our customers in the industry have plans to electrify their fleets. Uh, moving toward the elimination of gas-powered equipment and replacing uh, those machines with battery-powered uh, is something we see in the future. Uh, we, we plan to continue working with the equipment owners and the manufacturers to help ease this transition in any way we can by utilizing the tools and, and, the, and the data collection mechanisms that we have today. Brody and I have been talking about specific asset classes, including locomotives and maintenance away. It's very interesting to think about um, this problem beyond those specific asset classes and think more holistically about the railroad industry generally. The railroad industry is, of course, part, uh, prominent part of the global transportation industry that has a significant impact to overall global um, emissions and those global environmental challenges that we face. Most of us within the industry know shipping by rail is the most environmentally friendly way to move freight, and it's something that we should all be proud of. And if you're going to move something, the best way to do this from an environmental standpoint is over rail. In recent years, however, we've seen modes such as trucking quickly adopt technology that helps to improve shipper visibility for their customers. Um, and in, I think in today's age, it's something we can all relate to when you order something, whether it's Amazon, whether it's getting delivered, you know where that shipment is, you know where your goods are, um, you know when they're going to get to your house and whether or not there are delays along the way. That's the kind of functionality that the kind of technology that we see uh, the railroads require needing to adapt to, to maintain their competitive uh, position. There are a number of initiatives within the industry active that aim to close that gap, uh, which is, a, some, of course, something we uh, as part of the industry are very excited about. Um, improving this kind of visibility can help ensure that our industry at least maintains their competitive position and we keep our shippers satisfied, um, but can hopefully ultimately contribute overall to, to overall industry growth. Uh, this would be a net win for the environment because more freight would ultimately be moved by rail. So with this in mind, DTR has partnered with BlackBerry to release a product um, that, that focuses on shipment and rail, rail car visibility. 
And that product is called Pivot. And we're extremely excited about it. It's a cost-effective, low-to-no-maintenance product that can provide shippers with improved visibility into the location and status of their goods. And it's not just Pivot we're excited about. Other technologies, other products that are similar in nature will play a critical role in ensuring rail maintains its competitive advantage over other modes, and ultimately resulting in a net win for emissions globally. On top of the customer benefits, such as shipment visibility, it's also allowing railroads and railcar owners to better manage their railcar fleet and their railroad, their network operations even more efficiently by providing this real-time information. This kind of visibility um, that can be combined with effective analytics and integration with existing systems can make a meaningful impact to the overall operations and, and efficiency of those operations. The same or more amount of work can be done using less rail cars and generating less waste overall. Uh, we're at the early stages of this kind of technology and, and the adoption within the railway industry for sure, but we're already seeing some benefits, which is really exciting. However, what's even perhaps even more exciting is where we as an industry are going to take this. This is arming the industry and, and its experts with data, information, insights, visibility that they've never had access to before. So we're convinced the sky's the limit with, with this data and this visibility that, that is new to the industry, and we can't, play to, we can't wait to play a role in that. Most companies, railroads included, now have environmental targets. What are some of the other things that railroads should be considered when they're setting those environmental targets? So we talked earlier about emissions, which is a focus right now for the industry because it forms the basis of the commitments that so many are making to the world. But railroads should also look at other areas of their operation and how they may contribute to have some sort of environmental impact. One area that we know of is locomotive batteries. As failed starts on a constant problem for our railroad customers, as over the years, there's a number of onboard systems that have been added to the locomotives that require constant power sources and place demands on batteries that weren't previously envisioned when the locomotive was built, which in some cases can be as much as 40 or even 50 years ago for some of our customers. These extra demands being placed on the locomotive battery bank, in addition to just regular starting events, are deep, causing these lead-acid batteries to be deep-cycled which in hand, over the longer term reduces the expected service life and then drives a greater replacement and need to recycle for these lead acid batteries. Now, although lead acid batteries are, I think somewhere in the area of you know, 90 plus, maybe 99% uh, recyclable material, lead still presents an environmental hazard in both the processing and the handling of the material itself and many of the organizations that uh, do that recycling. So, just as much as exploring ways to find alternative technologies or new ways to provide a source of locomotive power, equally important areas to just focus on reducing that replacement rate and the environmental impact it does, it creates by way of recycling lead acid batteries. And that's where we see our product Kickstart playing a role. So although Kickstart was originally intended to uh, provide an alternate source of power to the locomotive for starting events and to um, therefore reduce the strain on the batteries and extend their service life. A peripheral benefit of the product is by extending that service life and reducing the replacement rate of lead acid batteries, it is in turn also reducing the impact on the environment by requiring less uh, recycling of lead acid batteries um, that the railroad would have to work through its supply chain ultimately to any sort of recycling uh, outfit. You know, that's a great point, Brody. And, and when you talked about um, the, the attention that locomotives have, have historically got from an emission standpoint, I think what you're saying about the uh, recycling and, and that kind of waste is important. With this in mind, ZTR has partnered with BlackBerry to release a shipment and railcar visibility product called Pivot, something we're extremely excited about. 
with such a strong emissions reduction priority with locomotives, some of that mentality can start shifting to the maintenance away assets like I already talked about. So um, railroad should be considering that fleet as well. Um, when, when locomotives have got all the emissions um, attention in the past, I think maintenance away is a great place to look. And then as well um, with pivot and, and the rail car and shipment visibility back to the, the operational efficiency of the railroads and, and making sure their network is running well and, and emission and reducing overall uh, emissions that way. Uh, let's talk a bit about health and safety. Uh, those are very important in product development. How how uh, do health and safety factor into ZTR's product development? Thanks for asking about safety, Bill. Uh, eliminating the unsafe conditions is something that we not only factor into our product ideation, but also into our design. So I talked earlier about Kickstart. Um, the, the situation that railroads have with failed battery starts and the need to provide jump starts or to perform jump starts or to replace batteries in itself presents a safety condition as they are oftentimes have to take place in the field away from shops and under less than ideal circumstances, therefore presenting a safety hazard to the technicians involved. Reducing the frequency of events of failed locomotive starts or dead batteries is a, a contributor in itself to avoiding some of the safe, unsafe conditions that can be presented to railroad staff. In terms of product safety, Kickstart was designed with safety in mind. The product itself on installed on the locomotive is connected to the battery. So we recommend it be treated just like a battery. In terms of the product itself, its default condition is de-energized state. It automatically self-discharges when it's disconnected from power. We provide uh, all kinds of safety uh, hardwares and accessories to prevent any sort of danger to staff in handling or installing. So we provide terminal covers to prevent any incidental contact with powered parts. We provide a disconnect panel to isolate kickstart from batteries during maintenance and servicing. The product itself has voltage test points and indicator LEDs, so visual cues to indicate to any person approaching it what state and condition the product is in. And we usually provide a disconnect panel to isolate kickstart from batteries during maintenance. We use touch safe connectors. And the product has test points, voltage test points, and we use LED indicators to provide visual cues to any technicians as to the current state of the product and whether there's anything they need to factor in how they approach it. So that, that was a great example on the locomotive side from Brody. And we're starting to introduce safety into all of our product development for, for rail cars and our product line pivot. Um, we, we, we did talk about how, how it enables visibility and you do that by, by sticking a GPS device onto that rail car. And that initial act while improving visibility also opens up a door to uh, advanced sensoring. So wireless sensors that can be placed throughout the rail car. So traditionally these have been big giant dumb pieces of metal that are rolling down the track. And um, with products like Pivot and, and telematics and wireless sensors, you, you can start installing these in the right locations, serving the right purpose to improve the overall safety and health of that rail car, which are, which are directly related. So items like impact detection, general um, detecting general abuse through the handling of that rail car, flat spot detection on the wheels, hot bearing detection, truck hunting detection, and, and even handbrake application can all start to be monitored as, as this product develops and this technology develops to, and we think it will ultimately prove valuable for safety and can contribute to less derailments, which are obviously dangerous. One of the biggest challenges that our industry faces is attracting and retaining uh, talent. Uh, the next generation of, uh, of, rail, of railway people, that's always been, uh, always been a challenge, especially 
now with uh, you find a lot of uh, a lot of people re- reaching retirement and um, a lot of institutional knowledge uh, draining. It's been a slow drain. So uh, let's let's talk about uh, a bit about the training uh, the next generation of uh, of railroaders. Yes, great question. Thank you, Bill, for asking. We find exactly what you describe in our consultations with our customer that across their technical ranks in their shops, there's really two types of workers that we find uh, dealing with locomotives nowadays. You have 35 plus year people that are experts in locomotive systems. And we have newer blood that's come into the generation that's less than five year experience and operates in different under, under different conditions and expectations of the more seasoned uh, veteran ranks that we're used to dealing with. So the newer folks coming in, um, some of them are given their age and demographic, they're coming in already digitally native, so to speak. Uh, They come expecting data, they expect information, they expect the locomotive to guide them as they troubleshoot and perform work on it. And that's a luxury that past uh, generations certainly did not have to have the luck, have the benefit of dealing with. So in our locomotive data, uh, we definitely try to keep that in mind and we try to help bridge that gap. So the railroads can tackle the biggest problem they have right now, which is that transfer of knowledge and experience across these two, um, these two profiles of worker that we try to design our products to feed that, uh, that need and that desire to help empower the new staff and uh, instill within them the skills and, and also more importantly, the safety IQ of the 35 year sort of veteran into the people that have been there for only uh, the newer and the, to the next generation of uh, railroader that's coming into the fold. So I, I would echo a lot of what Brody said about, about the gap in knowledge, and that certainly applies to the, the maintenance away and the, and the heavy equipment used there. Um, it, we think that uh, Telmax can help dramatically um, with, with, the, with the new generation. One of those products that, that we have introduced is called Access Management, and that's a keypad that uh, can lock out or enable certain equipment based on who is accessing it. So only those who have been adequately trained on that piece of um, equipment can use it. Um, and, and we're we're working with groups like IPAF, which is the International Powered Access Federation, to, to implement that kind of um, pr- procedure and build that into our product. Um, Telematics can also help you identify uh, unsafe practices. So I talked about driver behavior before and fuel consumption, but it's also driver behavior and, and hard braking events or, or dangerous maneuvers. Same with operators and uh, the off-road equipment, putting putting lifts or, or some kind of equipment in, in an unsafe position. And telematics can help detect that and report that information accordingly to uh, to um, a portal where, where action can be taken. Um, and then of course, we're gonna see some self-driving, self-operating equipment in this industry, um, which is really exciting um, from a technology standpoint and also a safety standpoint um, and stuff like collision avoidance um, will go a long way to, to make, making sure these, these environments are, are safe for uh, both the new and the old generation. Well, Neil and Brody, uh, thanks so much for joining us. This uh, certainly has been uh, a stimulating discussion. Uh, there's a lot happening in the industry and uh, there's a lot happening at, uh, at ZTR. So uh, as I like to close all of these uh, Rail Group on Air podcasts, uh, have a safe day. Thank you so much. Thank you.